In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise in this great holy day of Palm Sunday. Help us to be humbled in their chaos. Help us to be humbled in, in our calmness. Help us to look to you as our source of life and consolation. Amen. A few weeks ago, I was called my sister. She's got four little ones. And we were discussing some, some Easter Sunday plans. As we were discussing them, um, we couldn't have a full conversation, as I'm sure is very common for a lot of moms. So I'm talking to her, I was like, yeah, on Easter Sunday I have some masses. Then they're like, okay, sweetheart, yes, I know. Uh-huh, I know. I don't know where your doll is. Yep, your doll is probably over there. Go check over there for your doll. Okay. Like, okay. You done? Done. All right, good. Not two minutes later, mommy, I want blueberries. All we have is raspberries, but I wanted blueberries. You said I have some blueberries. It's not bad that I want to have blueberries. My sister just like, okay, I know, sweetheart. It's all we have. So you got, good. Not three minutes later, I hear a thump, and then her son starts crying. So this is like, a, it should be a five-minute conversation. It ended up being like a half an hour as she's trying to fix this person's problem, that child's problem, and this kid's problem. It was a, that's normal, okay? That's a normal house. That's not an uncommon occurrence. That wasn't just the, happened to be the moment I called her. That is, that's just her life. Her life is chaos. Her life is chaotic. And for the most of us, if you look at her, if we're really honest, the majority of us live kind of chaotic lives, if not honestly, all of us. Life is just by its very nature chaotic. I was at a friend of mine's house, and they have six kids. I went there for dinner, and they're like, Father, we were going to clean for you, but we figured, what's the point, right? So nothing's going to happen. And not ten minutes later, someone spilled like a whole bowl of cereal, and then one of their toys broke and shattered everywhere. I was like, we can clean, we can keep the house clean, but it's never going to be actually clean. It's always going to be kind of a, a, kind of a mess, and that's just the nature of life. If you own a house, there's always something to be fixed. If you go to school, you constantly go from homework to finishing your homework, to turning in your homework, to studying for your exams, to finishing your exams, starting a new semester, and it rotates therein. When you go to work, you're just constantly putting out fires, trying to fix this problem, that person's problem, this person's issue. You finish work, thinking what you're doing tomorrow, and you start again. Every relationship you're in requires a whole balance of love Patience, forgiveness, challenging, freedom. It's just this constant barrage. This morning I was like, man, is it really mid-April 2022? What happened to 2021? What happened to January? How about February? Did March even happen? Life just, life is chaotic. So as we were preparing for the day in Palm Sunday, we were trying to organize the kids and trying to make it organized. And I was like, no, I want it to be chaotic. I want the whole day to be chaotic. I want your parking lot experience to be chaotic. By design, I stopped you in the parking lot and made you wait. It's not, not, that's not true. But it's just going to happen. And I love it. Right? Chaos, is, if we, the more you try to order things, the more and more it becomes chaotic. It's just, obviously, we have to work to keep things organized. It's life. But it's always going to be a little chaotic. And as we enter into Palm Sunday... That was, was my prayer for, for Christ. And as we, as we pray with any of the Gospels, that should be how we pray, as we enter into the Gospel. So the Gospel literally says, and I always go to this part of the, in the Gospel, that Jesus was, as he was processing in the Jerusalem, and people were saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. People who were in front of him, and people who were behind him. So theoretically, Christ was in the middle of this gigantic crowd that was just merging their way into Jerusalem. And it wasn't organized like, okay, guys, at noon, we'll meet at church and we'll do a procession. 
It was probably like 10 people and then 20 and then 50 and then just hundreds of people came and joined the crowd and masses of people from them. If you've ever been to Jerusalem, from Bethphage, from Bethany, down the hill, up the hill, up into the temple. And then Christ entered the temple. Chaos. Disorder. And that's life. And it enters us right into Holy Week. And what do we have in Holy Week? We have Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Easter Sunday. We have the institution of the Most Holy Eucharist. We have the institution of the priesthood to hold so dearly. We have the death, the, the death, the suffering, the betrayal of Christ himself on the cross, the death of Jesus. And the greatest feast of Christendom, the greatest feast of Christianity in the resurrection of Jesus. And it's so beautiful. But here we are on Palm Sunday. Now, for those of you who don't know, as far as church attendance goes, the most filled Mass throughout the year is Christmas, the second is Easter, the third is Palm Sunday. Do you know the fourth? Mother's Day. You don't want the least one? It's Father's Day. Right? Mothers are like, I want to bring my kids and my spouse to Jesus. Father's like, I'm going to go golfing. Right? So it's beautiful. It is what it is. We'll talk a whole other conversation for a whole other day. But Palm Sunday is the third busiest Mass. In my opinion, as I pray with it, it's a unique like, group of people. Because a lot of people, and this is not a judgmental homily, this is an re- acknowledgement of a reality. A lot of people go to Mass like once a month, every other week, six or seven times a year. That's a lot of people. That's the Palm Sunday crowd. Let's pray for our first responders. And they be led by the Holy Spirit. So the Palm Sunday crowd are like your church-ish people, your Nashit Anta. Your Christmas Easter crowds are like your pagans, right? They're like, yeah, I was baptized. I should probably do this whole church thing. But they don't really believe in Jesus. They're trying. They're on the journey. They're at a different point in their journey. And I preach differently to them than I do to you. They need love and encouragement, hurrah, and then they go home. For all of you, it's different. You're like ready for Jesus. We're going to go to Palm Sunday Mass. I want to get palms. I want to be part of the Christian faith. I want to be a disciple of Jesus. I'm on the journey. Am I perfect? No, I missed last week Mass and it was hard to come in January. There was snow. And yeah, summer was tough and COVID was tough. But I'm here intentionally, not by happenstance. You want to enter into Holy Week. But what's beautiful about what Mass is is it's a recommit, every mass, every single mass that we enter into is a recommitment to Holy Week, a recommitment to God, a re-entering into Holy Week. For example, I'm going to give an analogy and follow my logic. Married couples. Every time a married couple enter in, enters into physical marital intimacy, I'll use those words for little ears, right? They renew their vows. Their physical intimacy with each other in the privacy of their bedroom is a renewal of their marital vows. It is. I completely commit myself to you and you completely commit yourself to me. That's what it is. But on your anniversary, men, do you know your anniversary? When's your anniversary? (laughs) He knows, he knows. He knew it, he knew it. Does he know it? Yeah, okay. Your anniversary is a special day. It's like a point in time, like this is our anniversary. And you're like, wow, it's been five years. Wow, it's been 20 years. Wow, it's been 45 years or whatever you're in, and as you enter into your marriage. And that day specifically is like 
we are going to completely renew our commitment to each other. We're going to go out for a nice dinner with our family or just the two of us. Maybe take a vacation and completely renew and celebrate what happened so many years ago at our wedding day. But your anniversary is a recommitment. But every intimate act, in its own by its very nature, is a recommitment. So Holy Week, this week, we started Holy Week. We're in Holy Week. Lent is over. Now it's Holy Week. Holy Week is a re-entering into the entire mystery of Jesus, into what he came to do, which was enter into Jerusalem, and then pray, and then give us the priesthood, how we can have the sacraments, give us the Eucharist, the physical presence of Jesus, teach us how to suffer, teach us how to die, teach us how to have true hope because of the resurrection. The resurrection of Jesus is the cornerstone, the foundation, the life source of our faith. The resurrection of Jesus. And that's what this week is. It's like an anniversary. But every single Mass, whether it's Tuesday morning, 7.30 Mass, they be getting out on out of the Mass in half an hour. Whether it's every Sunday, which we should be committed to every Sunday, re-entering into. We have a procession at Mass. We go. It's not as dramatic. It's not kids. We're not clapping. We're not like, that doesn't happen every Sunday. But it should. Why? Every Sunday is Palm Sunday. Every Sunday is Holy Thursday. Every Sunday is Good Friday. Every Sunday is the Feast of the Resurrection at Easter. Every single Mass is that recommitment. Every single Mass is the re-going back, the renewing our vows, our spousal love in Jesus. What's the problem? We live chaotic lives, right? This morning, you were trying to get your kids up, you were trying to get yourself together, you are trying to figure things out, you probably have lunch with your family later on today, you're putting the, 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 kid, the chicken in the oven, you're trying to figure out your life, afterwards you have plans, tomorrow you have plans, maybe going on vacation because it's spring break, a lot, life is chaotic. It never ends. And that's okay. Because that's exactly what Christ wants to do today. That's what he's showing us today. He doesn't try to say, okay, everybody, in a single file line, let's enter into Jerusalem. He goes right in the middle of chaos. Right in the middle of your chaotic life. And that's where he wants to be. And that's what he wants to show you. And that's what he wants to walk with you. Every Sunday, we leave our chaos. Every Sunday for one hour. If Father Brian's preaching, an hour and 20 minutes, right? (laughs) We leave our chaos, we enter into the Mass, and we pray. So my prayer for you is this. As you enter into Holy Week, come to all the services. Come on Tuesday for confession. Come on Thursday for the Feast of the Priesthood. And tell all your priests, Happy Priesthood Day. And we will be overjoyed to celebrate with you. Come on Friday and be sad and mournful at the the consequences of our sin, which is the death of the incarnate God in Jesus Christ. And on Easter, celebrate the greatest day in human history, the resurrection of Jesus. And every single Sunday for the rest of your life, make it Holy Week. Recommit yourself to Jesus. Amen.